0: Hello and welcome to the We Are Guernsey podcast where we bring you developments from Guernsey's financial services industry. If you haven't listened to some of our previous podcasts already, you can do so on your preferred podcast platform or via the on-demand page at weareguernsey.com. My name's Rosie Alsop I'm the Communications Manager here at We Are Guernsey. That's the brand under which Guernsey Finance promotes the island of Guernsey's specialist financial services in its respective chosen markets. For those of you who are not familiar with Guernsey, the Islands a leading Global Finance Centre of Substance, Stability and Security, committed to the cause of sustainable finance. It's a member of several United Nations Environment initiatives and is proactive in developing sustainable products and services. Guernsey Finance and Family Capital have jointly published a research paper titled Women in Family Office. While gender diversity and the role of women has been an area of growing importance in family office vehicles, typically as they come under further scrutiny, until now the topic's largely been unexplored. There remains little to no research on the topic. So to address this, Guernsey Finance has commissioned Family Capital to conduct research into the issue with the aim of compiling findings into a final paper. As a jurisdiction at the forefront of family office services and in the servicing of other such private wealth structures, is better placed than many to explore this issue further and indeed views it as a duty to tackle such issues in its role as a global leader. The research was quantitative and qualitative in nature and it included interviews with 30 family offices and more than a thousand single family or principal offices in order to gain a holistic view of gender diversity, its impact on governance and the overall role of women within family offices globally. To discuss the report today I'm joined by two Guernsey based lawyers who hold senior positions within the island's private wealth sector Elena Goff who's a senior associate at Guernsey based Babe and Rajar Appuswil who is group partner at Walker's Guernsey office we'll be discussing some of the report's key findings welcome Elena and Rajar
1: Hi Rosie Hi Rosie
0: So, one of the biggest developments in the business and financial worlds over the past 20 years has been the growth of family offices. However, to a large extent, this development's mostly gone unnoticed. So, my first question is for Elena. Where do you think Guernsey fits into the family office picture globally?
1: Global families are increasingly considering Guernsey as base for their family office structures. Today, family offices for such global families may be split over two or more distant locations, neither of which are physically close to the family. For example, London is often an investment hub, but Guernsey is often the centre for the group of family trusts. Of course, Guernsey has been providing specialist private wealth management services as an international finance centre for over 50 years a talent pool of experienced professionals in fiduciary, investment management, tax and legal services who are really well placed to deliver high-caliber family office services to its wealthy clients with confidence and discretion. We are also seeing significant interest from global clients who want to move away from jurisdictions perceived as tax havens to a jurisdiction with a more robust framework Goendia, of course, is a secure, safe and stable jurisdiction of substance and safety and stability are also top priorities for private clients and their families. And they, these have always been top priorities, but especially in the current environment. Goendia continues to demonstrate these qualities and its resilience as an international finance centre through its response to COVID. Jurisdictional reputation and sub- substance are increasingly important for private wealth clients when considering where to locate their family offices as well as to um, and as well as their holding structures. Guernsey is a member of the ACD's white list of offshore jurisdictions and one of the first jurisdictions to regulate trustees. So there's a huge interest in Guernsey right now including from international private wealth clients who may be looking for a suitable jurisdiction to establish a family office Um, and I think it's very important that Guernsey capitalises on this to the family office space.
0: Thank you and Rajab what do you think about where Guernsey fits into the family office picture globally?
2: Yes, thanks, Rosie. Um, I think Elena covered quite a lot of that. Uh, So, I mean, my thoughts would be that Guernsey uh, is an extremely well-regulated and well-regarded jurisdiction. Um, So, you know, with that comes the depth of talent across the entire financial services industry. Um, And having that talent allows us to provide innovative and flexible solutions uh, when offering a home for a family office. We all know um, each family office, like each family, can be very different. So having this tailored and bespoke um, and focused approach is what's extremely attractive to family offices. Um, So that's why Guernsey at the moment is excelling there.
0: Thank you. So as knowledge about family offices continues to grow, their professional management has risen up the agenda. So issues like governance, which previously played a small part, are now more important for the sector. And this corresponds with gender diversity in the corporate world coming under greater scrutiny. It's an issue that's widespread at board level and senior management level, although the role of women hasn't had much attention. So the new report from Family Capital commissioned by Guernsey Finance shines a light on the sector women's roles within it so rajah i'm going to ask you to what extent do women play a role in the family office sector
2: yeah well from the data in the report um i mean it does show there's still a long way to go before it could be said that women are fairly included and represented uh, represented at all levels um however women are playing an increasing role and this is uh, highlighted i think most clearly in the advisor space where we're seeing a greater intre- increase in the diversity and more women acting so not only in the investment um, advisors and managers in the um, tax uh, and the legal sort of support services for for family offices i think that there is a specialism um, where women are shown uh, of an increasing number
0: Thank you. Elena, what's your view? What extent do women play a role in the family office sector?
1: Well, unsurprisingly, the family office sector across the board is still very male-orientated. According to the report, only 4% of single family office's principals are women, and this is compared with 11% of the total female billionaires. So less than half of family office principals are women. I mean, the dynamics may change in the future, and there will be a less gap between women and uh, female and male principals. Also, most um, family office CEOs are men and only 3.5% of CEOs are women, according to the reports. And this resonates with financial services industry, which has more women holding C-level roles, but relatively few CEOs. So women who went beyond the glass ceiling are still exceptions. And of course, if 97% of family office CEOs are men, it may also be harder to achieve gender balance on family office corporate boards, unless leaders of the family office industry, who are mainly men, realise the importance of gender diversity and what it can bring to the business.
0: Well, it's interesting you say that because most of the respondents mentioned in the report uh, feel formal quotas for gender diversity aren't the answer for family offices. Two thirds believe it will improve over the next decade with no intervention. Now, how do you see gender diversity improving in future? Are quotas the answer, Elena?
1: I think that imposing legally binding quotas can be really counterproductive to what women are trying to achieve and that is to change the corporate attitudes towards diversity on a business case basis. Quotas are very much command and control and people are likely to resist them. We know that certain countries already introduced 30% quotas for listed companies, but quotas are unlikely to be relevant in the family office space given their private and bespoke nature. I quite like the specific figure of 30%, as um, the literature on group behaviour suggests that 30% is a point at which critical mass is reached. However, in my view, the 30% should be achieved through voluntary business-led change, rather than legally binding quotas. I think companies, including family offices, must realise that it is in their own interests and the interests of long-term viability of the family office to have boards with diverse mix of genders, backgrounds, And ethnicities. This is the way to achieve a more diverse and aware mindset and this is something BlackRock picked up on. I think we'll see a real shift of attitudes in the near future and the family office space may look very different in the next 10 years or so with the gender gap being a thing of the past. I I certainly hope so.
0: I certainly hope so too. What do you think Rajah? Uh, What about quotas?
2: Yeah I I think that um... The notion of co- and concept of quotas can be quite controversial, um, as people can wrongly equate this with giving the role to a person of lesser talent. Um, however, there are many experienced and professional women who do have equal, if not more, capability uh, and experience for a role, um, as we can certainly see by the advisors in the space that we work with on a day-to-day basis. Um, but they may not be reached by traditional recruitment methods. There are definitely positives in setting firm targets to be attained, um, as that could lead to casting uh, the recruitment net wider than may have been considered previously, sort of rather than sticking to old habits. And by doing so, it gives the greatest chance of attracting and retaining quality candidates. So um, I think that they can be an extremely positive positive set um, to keep as as the guidance for, for companies because we, we all are aware that boards with a more diverse makeup um, are successful throughout. So, and I think that over time, there's naturally going to be an increase in gender diversity, because the generations will change and the attitudes change, just like there's been an increase in gender diversity since sort of the 80s and 90s, um, when when women were starting to... to st- initially break that ceiling so it's definitely an encouraging direction of travel um, but there's also a responsibility for all of us to consider our actions our language um, and our impact in playing our own part in bringing about fairer representation across the private wealth sector Um, because however optimistic I am and I am an optimist optimist generally um, I'm not sure that uh, the gender gap will be balanced without intervention in 10 years
0: Uh, unless we're all willing for an awful lot of time to pass by uh, you know if we wait for Mm -hmm. it to progress naturally now moving on to governance and its role in family offices it's moved up the agenda in recent years having played a very small part previously but with few pressures on single family offices it hasn't been seen as important however that's changing it appears that there's a realization that more needs to be done about improving governance and the role of women in achieving that Um, i'd like to ask you both how important is governance in family offices. Uh, Elena?
1: Implementing a formal governance structure for the family office is becoming increasingly important. It goes without saying that the nature of a family's wealth and the family's objectives for the functions of the family office will be fundamental in determining the legal structure and the governance strategy of that office. For example, ultra high net worth families will often have different concerns to families with lesser wealth. The provenance of the client may also dictate the preferred governance structure. For example, Middle Eastern families will be more concerned with issues revolving around Sharia law and multiple families, and the biggest issue for them may well be generational wealth transfer and conflicts between generations. An appropriate governance strategy must be implemented in conjunction with the implementation of the legal structure, and this is important. Family governance is not just about financial decisions, regulations and business oversight. It covers much more ground than that and encompasses decisions on roles and activities to prepare the next generation to conduct family activities and to set up philanthropic and charitable enterprises. So broadly, the family office should be governed in a similar fashion to how the family would govern a family-owned business and business factors should be obviously taken into consideration. On this basis, the family office would typically have a board of directors responsible for the oversight of that office Families might also consider having a family assembly or a family council, as well as an advisory board, and the family policy constitution or charter. However, formal governance policy or charter may not be appropriate for every family office, and some may even find it divisive, particularly in terms of discussion with the younger generation, who may have completely different vision from the founder. It will be for the family to decide what will work for them in the short and long term. As the family office involves, the family may decide that it also needs various committees, such as investment committee, audit committee, education committee, but of course all those committees should only evolve on a needs basis. It is also vital that this governance mechanism interacts really well and connects with the family structures and that all family members buy into it, because otherwise it will be completely meaningless and will not kick in at a critical point, for example, when a family conflict arises.
0: Absolutely. And uh, Rajah, what do you think about governance in family offices? How important is it?
2: I think it's extremely important uh, in family offices um, because the the overarching basis um, of the governance is usually an extension of the family's existing goals and beliefs or their statement of intent of how they wish to achieve new goals. Um, So it may be their part of the family. Sort of in an informal basis but uh, by formalizing it into a governance sort of mandate that makes it a lot clearer. Um, clear governance allows for the family and the, and the family office to minimize areas of dispute both within similar generations and across generations um, and also allow for new opportunities to be grasped in a timely efficient manner if, if everyone understands the methodology of, of how the investments and the, the business will work, that can uh, add to a much smoother grasping of those opportunities. Um, because once the family and the family office are in unison, um, it leads to generally a much more efficient family office um, and successful family.
0: And uh, speaking of success, uh, investment success is key in family offices. The analysis in the report suggests that family offices perform better than the wider asset management sector. Furthermore, a survey of a thousand family offices found that 20 percent had a woman in a senior investment role. That's either a chief investment officer, a director of investments or a senior asset manager. Um, What contribution are women making to that investment discussion, and how do you think that's going to develop over the next decade, Elena?
1: A relatively high ratio of women in senior investment roles suggests that women are making a significant impact in the investment space, something which family offices and their principals recognise. In my view, there could be a number of factors behind the 20% ratio, for example, It is possible that the report focused on private investment family offices, which are prevalent in the USA. The main aim of such offices is to earn profits on the investment assets, and they may not go beyond investment management and perhaps tax and estate planning services. In such type of family office, key personnel would be investment managers, and the proportion of women involved in management and oversight of financial assets would also be higher than in a Family office providing a wider range of services for a family. More importantly, women can also make a positive difference in managing risks, as various studies of gender differences suggest that men and women behave differently in certain respects, and especially when it comes to taking risks. Also, diverse groups make better decisions so that men and women complement each other and perform better than either female-only or male-only teams. According to CityWire's alpha female reports, which they produced in 2018, mixed gender fund management teams delivered superior investment returns over a three-year time frame than either female or male-only team. So this is something to take into consideration. There must be diversity, gender diversity, um, on companies' boards and in terms of investment. One important field of finance led by women is impact investing. This is a fast-growing arena, particularly driven by family offices and the younger generations of millennials and Gen Zens. In comparison to traditional finance, women are better represented in environmental, social and governance investing, ESG. And perhaps because this sector is inherently more diverse and equitable, Sustainable finance is really having its moment and if BlackRock is placing a priority on ESG and both diversity companies, both public and private, will start catching up very fast. I believe there will be a big role for women to play in sustainable finance as ESG is already becoming a central discipline. And as family offices are driving sustainable investments, more women will get into more influential positions within the ESG family office space.
0: Thank you. Now, the research also looks specifically at the Middle East region and family offices there, and it makes a number of observations that are pertinent to gender diversity. The growth of family offices in the Middle East has been slow with families choosing to use holding company structures to manage capital rather than set up family offices. It also found family offices in the region are still dominated by men, but to gain an accurate picture of the role that women play in the Middle East family offices can be difficult as they can play a bigger role. than first assumed now, Rajah, turning to you, you've got experience in the family office sector in the Middle East. Can you give us a quick overview?
2: Yes, of course. Um, there are many families in the region who have built up considerable asset bases um, and have formed... Informal family offices, um, which have evolved organically over time. There is now more of a trend for creating a more formal structure as a way for the next gen to formalize not only sort of the business um, and management of any family business, but also to ensure um, a greater chance at longevity by protecting against the loss of an immense knowledge base and skill set if they currently reside in only one or two people. Um, So that combined with the increasing use of the DIFC and ADGM free zones, uh, sort of in the region, um, can facilitate greater interaction uh, between the region and and offshore. So this allows for greater understanding and acceptance um, generally of more formal structuring. So that seems to be sort of a, a trend at the moment.
0: Um, and tell me about the role of women in family offices in the region.
2: Well, we've definitely seen a greater focus on women in the region, um, not only just in the advisory roles, uh, but from within the families themselves. Um, and again, that's formally and informally. Um, one generation may have uh, women in the background, but being a, a definite voice, um, of discussion and uh, sounding board um, whereas the next generation may become a little bit more to the forefront. There's still a long way to go um, to reach an equal representation but it is encouraging to see a slow trend emerging um, and as we've seen with the Saudi Arabian focus on promoting greater women, greater roles for women in the private sector. So it is um, that there is a role, it may not be as uh, at the forefront as, say, in, in other regions.
0: Okay, and are women more likely to have a senior investment role in Middle Eastern family offices?
2: It's it's one that our Dubai office have seen, um, have seen a greater representation of women in senior investment roles. Um, and that they hope that the trend will continue. Um, and that we hope that the trend will continue. It is still further behind than some, than some of the, the more Western regions.
0: Okay. Now, if we look at uh, gender inequality more broadly, although it's an issue that has been talked about for uh, a very long time indeed, it's also competing these days against the emphasis on climate change and other diversity efforts. So my final question for you both, do you see hope for greater gender diversity in financial services and specifically family offices in the future? Rajar, I'm gonna ask you to answer that one first, please.
2: I always see hope. <laughs> That's certainly something that uh, <laughs> will keep us going. But um, yes, I think that there is hope of, of greater gender diversity. Um, and whilst it can happen naturally slowly, um, the path to change gets mapped out through inclusivity and through visibility. Um, and by setting achievable goals and targets, we can measure and attain results um, in relation to sort of going up against other causes there, there are many causes where they've been championed. Um, and I really would hope that supporting one would not lead to the importance of another being diminished or overlooked, um, but instead that each of the causes can highlight and enhance the need for a change of mindset generally to one that is more diverse and inclusive. Um, and generally, uh, I think that there's, there's a responsibility for us all to consider our actions, um, our actions, our language and our impact in playing our own part to bring about this fairer representation um, across the private wealth sector.
0: Thank you. And Elena, how about you? Are you hopeful for the future?
1: I'm hopeful about the future for greater gender diversity, generally, including in the family office space. Although a family office is a family enterprise, it operates similar to a private company with various stakeholders including family shareholders, employees, clients and the communities in which it operates. So family offices don't exist in a vacuum and just like any company must not only deliver financial performance but also show how they make a positive contribution to society. So gender diversity is good news. stakeholders of family offices in terms of governance strategy formulation on corporate social responsibility and in today's interconnected world it's now more important than ever for companies to build inclusive workplaces in which all women can thrive and of course family office industry similar to finance industry has a strong meritocracy it is understandable that the principals and the family office would only like to hire the best talent available in the market. But taking on more women in senior roles is not just about fairness. There must be a conscious shift of attitudes towards a voluntary change in this area. Family officers should realize that having more women at the top would simply enable them to perform better. And um, inclusive environments attract and retain talent. So I think that um, a real positive change in gender diversity should really happen by a rise in consciousness. And there's no reason why men and women could not become unified in desiring boards with a better gender balance. And that would improve culture throughout the organizations as well as increasing the members of women on boards. If women are to see real progress, they also need leaders in the business who are mostly men to be champions of change and open the doors for them. The message of greater agenda: diversity should not become blurred with the fairness argument. There's a real business case for it, something which a lot of male captains of the industry understand really well. So I would like to see a collaborative approach between women and men so both can thrive in inclusive corporate environments.
0: Well, there you have it, women and the role they play in wealth creation and its management is more important now than it's ever been. While the rhetoric, as with many other corporate industries and financial sectors, is positive and encouraging of women to hold more senior positions, the reality appears to be lagging much is needed to be done to address gender imbalance in practice. I would like to thank my guests today and I'd like to say thanks to you for tuning in. We hope you've learnt more about the role and representation of women in family offices and their impact on such crucial areas as government and investment decision making. To read the report in full or find out more about Guernsey and its specialist financial services sector, you can head over to our website, weareguernsey.com. to listen to more podcasts of this nature, check out the We Are Guernsey podcast on your preferred podcast platform. Until then, it's goodbye from Guernsey.